When Hamlet saw the ghost of his father, he cried out, angels and ministers of grace, defend us, which is not a bad prayer to have in your repertoire, (laughs) even if you are not seeing the ghost of your murdered father. And if you are really, really ready to curse your enemies, you could do worse than ponder the wish of the psalmist, may their way be dark and slippery with an angel of the Lord chasing them. (laughs) 35, five to six if you need it. I don't suggest that you pray that, but you may find comfort knowing that someone else has prayed (laughs) that about their enemies. Angels can be ministers of grace or ministers of wrath. Today we celebrate St. Michael and all angels. In the English academic calendar, Michaelmas is the start of the fall semester, so everybody knows about this feast. Here, it is less well-known and less well-kept. The parish I attended yesterday was blessing animals in honor of St. Francis of Assisi, whose feast day is later this week, with nary a mention of St. Michael or any angels. But angels are important, and archangels like Michael are well worth your time and attention, both today and always. By the way, angels are both ecumenical and interfaith, at least among the Abrahamic religions. They figure largely in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, a much safer topic than Christology if you are looking for a program idea sometime. (laughs) There's some nonsense about angels to clear away before we can give them the honor they deserve. First is the Renaissance confusion of angels and those little putti figures, naked babies with wings, that peep over clouds or hold up the train of the Virgin Mary or just grace the corners of paintings in general, as if they were so cute they could not possibly be omitted. Actually, they could be omitted, and I don't think anybody would mind. Next is the 19th century romantic idea of guardian angels for children. It also shows up in paintings, the little boy and a little girl, usually blonde, walking on a dangerous mountain path with a guardian angel hovering over them. This one is arguably biblical. There is one place in Matthew's Gospel, 18.10, take care that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you, in heaven their angels continually see the face of my Father in heaven. But, Little ones here is probably a reference to disciples of Jesus, as it is in the passage just before, one of these little ones who believe in me. And there's nothing about guarding children from danger or anyone else, which brings me to my third bit of nonsense, the bumper sticker that advises us, don't drive faster than your guardian angel can fly. Seen that one? as if we could. (laughs) 
What is common to all three of these treatments of angels is that they are trivialized and their powers are made to seem limited. And that is not biblical at all. You may have noticed that in almost every narrative where an angel appears and speaks to someone, the very first words of the angel are, don't be afraid. As the poet Rainer Maria Rilke said, every angel is terrible. So when you think of an angel, don't think Hallmark, think Hagrid. (laughs) As Psalm 103 says, they are the mighty ones who do God's bidding. They are the hosts of God, God's army of spirits, servants who do God's will. There are, as you heard in the Collect of the Day, orders of angels which God has wonderfully ordained and constituted. Wikipedia, I found out last night, has seven pages worth of angels in theology. Well, there would be seven pages of (laughs) angels, wouldn't there? Listing their names, which religion they're part of, their type, there are angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, powers, dominions, principalities, watchers, and fallen angels. And what Wikipedia calls their domain, which seems like their portfolio or job description. (laughs) Raguel, we heard some of that in the opening hymn. Raguel is an angel of justice, while Raphael performs healings. Gabriel is the messenger between God and human beings. Uriel, which means God is my light, is a patron of the arts. Michael is the warrior angel who defeated Satan, the dragon, as we heard. And as the Hebrew students will know, his name, Mikael, means who is like God, which I take to be a rhetorical question, as it is in the song at the Red Sea in Exodus 15. Mika, Mocha, Oeli, Adonai, Who is like you, O God, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in splendor, working wonders? Nobody. Do you have a favorite biblical story about an angel? Perhaps it is the story in Numbers 22 about Balaam's donkey who stopped moving forward because there was an angel of God blocking the road. Or maybe it's the story in Genesis 18 about the mysterious visitors to Sarah and Abraham. Three of them, but in some parts of the story it sounds just like one person. Ask Andrea Rublev about how you write that icon. An angel appears to Joseph.